Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. This is Bruce Clay, and today on SEM Synergy, Virginia, Susan, and Michael Terry will be looking at industry news and SEM business strategy. Our guest is Mike Moran co-author of Search Engine Marketing, Inc., great book. Thanks for tuning in. Take it away, Virginia. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nussie, and I'm here with Susan Esparza and Michael Terry. Hello. Hi. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it on semsynergy.com. Mike Moran and Bill Hunt, authors of Search Engine Marketing, Inc., Driving Search Traffic to Your Company's Website. And we'll be talking about the second edition of their book, which is available now from IBM Press, and focusing on developing and executing an SEM program for businesses. Stick around for that after the break. But right now, I thought we would talk about some of the recent search headlines. Um, Yeah, lots of stuff going on. The Federal Trade's shutting down that big spam ring and doing absolutely nothing to make a dent in all the spam that comes to our inbox. Right. Probably not a huge difference. We'll see just on the personal level of what's coming into your inbox. But I thought it was interesting that um, they think at one time the Herbal King Ring, which is the one that they knocked out, made up about a third of um, spam in email. That's a great deal. Yeah, unfortunately, the keywords there are at one time. Right. So earlier this year, in January, they were driving a lot of the spam. But uh, since they didn't say that that was recent, I, I assume this is going to be negligible in its effect for spam. <laughs> that brief blip where you were getting slightly less spam than you did on every other day, that was when they took them out, and now it's back to normal, right? Well, the thing is, somebody, I mean, what did they do with those botnets? Did they take control of the botnets? I mean, I don't see how they would have been able to do that. Most, I mean, these computers are all over the, the world. Well, and they're infected. They're not under their jurisdictions, right. So somebody else can take control of those computers just as easily and be sending out the same spam. The the key is who controls the botnet rings, not the the managers. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hey, these guys went to prison, and that's exciting. (laughs) In other news... Um, the uh, in other news of things that are going down, (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo's third quarter results. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's not good. 10% layoffs announced. That's uh, not pretty. Scary times for Yahoo. But it's not across the board in the search, um, as far as search marketing goes. I mean, it's it's pretty... Interesting, the dichotomy between Google and Yahoo. Google shows a big jump in earnings, and Yahoo goes down. It may just be the fact that uh, when people start tightening their belts, they go with, they get conservative, and they say, "Okay, well, we're not going to be, able, we're going to cut out some of the marginal players for our search marketing efforts." And well, who does that leave? Let's focus on Google. So they That's put more true. effort into Google and leave some of that on the table for Yahoo. Yeah. What I actually thought was interesting was that their that Yahoo's U.S. revenues were up. But it was their international revenues were down, which I don't know. Are we just seeing people afraid to invest in the U.S. market? 
or, or I'm sorry, the in the international market, and they're trying to stick close to home. In yeah, that kind well, of case. yeah, I guess. In other news, I noticed there was some of that just in the financial markets in general. People um, tightening up and going into the United States, like um, securities markets, which may or may not be a good idea, but that's what people have been showing to be doing. Yeah, yeah, and of course, Google, of course breaking all of those rules and going up and having an increase in international and all sorts of nonsense. But they're Google and, you know, right. they're special. They rock. And they're doing some other things right now. They've, um, you know, they've uh, rolled out the new iGoogle. Ugh, hate it. <laughs> hate it. What don't you like about it? Well, pretty much the same thing everyone else doesn't like about it. You know, the weird tabs on the side that you can't get rid of. I only have one tab at the top. I don't need the extra tabs at the side. You know, I'm not one of these users who has, like, 17 tabs. If I don't have any extra, don't put them up there. Just mm-hmm. make it go away. Make it like Firefox. Make it, you know, smart enough to know she's only using one. We won't bother to put the other one up there. So you use iGoogle? Yes, religiously. Interesting. That's where my Sudoku is. Really? <laughs> so that's like your that's probably your one content pain, right? The Sudoku. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's even better now because now it's the canvas element, so you can just supersize it and your whole iGoogle can just be your Sudoku puzzle. Sudoku. Well, there's the Sudoku, there's the Colbert, there's the John Stewart. I mean it's very important oh, things. Okay. Um I don't know. I could just never really get into those portal pages, those customizable I mean the browser is my portal to me. And, you know, I keep everything organized in there. Yeah, I don't really go there very often, but it's a it's a good you know place if I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I tried it out. I added a bunch of like ESPN player cards for some basketball players and stuff like that. So that's always interesting when I go back to check it because I have to do you know one of these segments. Then I say, oh look, LeBron James, <laughs> Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Look at their stats. Cool. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I hate it, and I guess that's really all we care about is other people hate it too. Um, they've also updated Google Analytics. Yeah, lots of good stuff with analytics. Segmentation coming in and motion charts and, and new API and custom reports and all sorts of good stuff for people who are using Google Analytics. Yeah, pretty soon there's going to be absolutely zero reason to ever use one of these big behemoths like Omniture. Um, I'm pretty sure that the reason that you use them is because they'll actually like talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Google, where they give you the code and then never want to hear from you again. But I never have to talk to them when I'm using Google Analytics because it's so easy. Uh, well, for, I don't know, for people like you, but for like 90% of the people who are running analytics code, they need help. No, <laughs> I guess that's a point. The, the one thing that is really exciting to me about it, and some of the stuff that I've seen, and I hope this is true, apparently there's a Google Analytics API. Um, in private beta, and that is going to make things for like agencies who do some, you know, their own programming and custom reporting. That's going to be a really big win. Yeah, that is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really interested to see how they end up, you know, uh, getting through that. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> well, I'm seeing the time run down, and we're finding about who's going to close out the segment, and it's going to be Michael Terry. Um. Oh, he fails. <laughs> Up next, I'm going to be talking to Mike Morant about driving search traffic to your business's website. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Oh, 
wise master. I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. Topnichenetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with Referback.com. They've shown me how to... Referback.com show me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. Referback gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit Referback.com. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. Max, with our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network. They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe DMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. Oh, sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks. And who will help manage our relationships? CMX has MediaGuard. We can select our own advertising banning profile, so direct media exchange networks know which ad types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention DMX is free? Looks like working undercover is a thing of the past. Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nussie, and I am joined by one of the co-authors of Search Engine Marketing, Inc., Mike Moran. Thank you for coming on the show, Mike. Thanks, Virginia. Nice to be here. Um, so the book, uh, when it, the first edition came out a few years ago, started being called the Search Marketing Bible, and it really is like an 
All You Need to Know guide starts with figuring out the scope of your project, choosing your keywords, optimizing content, attracting links. And then you've started, or in the new edition, you've also included social media and site search. So how did you decide that this was the right time to write the new edition, and what are the some of the main differences? I think that um, there's no right time to do that. So it's just a question of looking at how things have changed in the last three years and just feeling like... Um, we really needed to to go back and update some things. I mean, if you go back three years ago, Google was the only one doing hybrid paid search auctions. There really wasn't any social media going on to speak of. And, um, you know, Google now in the U.S. and in a lot of other countries has like 70% market share, whereas a few years ago they had like around, I think they had around 40 the first time that we uh, put out the first edition. So all of those kinds of things have changed a lot of what uh, people need to do. I mean, I, I, think, I believe that there were no site maps available back in, uh, back in uh, 2005, and then Google came out with it a few months after we put out the first edition. So there's so many changes in what's gone on, and, and, the, mo- and the business moves so fast that we thought that uh, this was the right time to come out with something to update everything. Yeah, it really, it, I guess it, it's amazing how much it's changed in just a few years. Um, one of the things that really makes this book stick out to me is how you cover both the business aspects and technology aspects. And you kind of, you know, roll them all into one and, and, and go through them step by step. So um, do you think people should be reading certain sections or looking at the book as a whole if, say, they have an understanding in one already but maybe not as much in the other? I think they should read, read each page out loud in the town square. But, uh, the, the thing that, uh, that I think that if you really understand the technical parts of it, but you need to brush up on the business parts, I think that that's a way to go after it. I, so I think it depends on who you are. But uh, most of the people that I've talked to that even have, you know, come into it with some understanding tell us that they do learn things even in what they consider to be their specialty. So um, the thing I hope is different about this book than a lot of the other search books is that we don't just tell you the technical details. We don't just tell you which levers to pull and dials to twist, but we also remind you that, you know, there's more about marketing and search marketing than search. And so if you really think about um, the fact that, you know, picking a keyword is really market segmentation and that everything you do has to give you a return on investment, I think those pieces of advice and those techniques for how you figure those things out are just as important as trying to understand how to write the right copy for a title tag or the optimal way to bid in paid search. So I think all those technical details are very important, but you also need to look at search in a very holistic way so that you are making sure that that it makes good business sense. Because otherwise, how do you know when to stop? You know, how do you know when you should stop spending time on this keyword or this page? How do you know when search marketing itself is giving you all it can do and you should be spending your time doing something else? Unless you're really grounded in those business concepts, you never know how to answer those questions. Sure. Um, You know, speaking of, like, the business aspect, you have a whole chapter that's dedicated to making search marketing operational within your organization, and you kind of um, break it down into three different actions. Um, can you explain what those actions are that need to happen? I think that the, the, um, the most important thing to think through when you're trying to make something operational is to try and think of how you're not going to make things repeated all the time um, by 
doing the same thing you did to start it off. I think that a lot of the times there are people that are really good at starting projects, and they really they really like to be able to do something new, but they don't necessarily know how to how to keep things going once they've already started it. And I think that that's really what making it operational is all about. And so if you want to break down the three steps, I think that you, you want to think about having a central team, um, especially if it's a large organization. Um, small organizations, a central team might be, it's my job from two to four on Fridays, and so it's not as big an issue for them. But for a large organization, you need to have some focal point for what people are doing. The other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you establish best practices. So you want to make sure that you have policies, procedures. If you're a small organization, you don't talk that way. You probably talk about checklists. But we want to have something that people do every time they're putting a page out on a website or every time they're starting a new, uh, they're announcing a new product or whatever the things are that you do in your organization, you need to have some kind of checklist or procedure to make sure that they're doing the right thing. And the last thing you want to do is metrics. You want to make sure that you're tracking what you're doing because even if you're doing things really well, something will change. I mean, uh, my other book's called Do It Wrong Quickly, and the idea behind that is that there's feedback loops in all of Internet marketing, and search marketing is no exception. So even if you're doing something that you think is right, if you wait 10 minutes, something will change, and some part of it will be suboptimal. And so only if you're tracking the metrics and looking at that feedback do you know that's happening. And so what you need to do is to make sure that um, as things are changing, that you're watching what the metrics are and you're able to change with it. So those are really the three basic steps. Yes. Um, Speaking of, like, metrics, um, maybe this kind of falls into that. Um, Identifying your website's goals kind of is a critical part to measuring your success, um, which is part of, you know, the conversion cycle that you have to determine for your site. Uh, How do you recommend choosing the right events to count? I think that um, it really goes back to what the business value is for your website. So, um, and every website's going to have different ones. I mean, if you're an e-commerce site, it's pretty easy. You want to see people drop things into the shopping cart and check out. Um, but most sites are an e-commerce sites, and so they have to figure out what it is that they want to count. So some sites, um, like when I worked at IBM, one of the things that we used to count is downloading a white paper. And that was a really important event because what would happen is that someone interested in a service or product might be really interested in the details behind that. And so a white paper was a very persuasive document that helped people to see why they might want to buy that from us. And so that was a, a conversion event. And you wanted to be able to track those conversions by saying, well, of the people who downloaded a white paper, how many bought from us? But the web event that was a conversion was that download because they didn't buy online. Um, you see the same thing with car companies. I mean, if you go to Cadillac's website, they'll help you figure out what car you're going to buy. So they'll let you pick which interior you're going to buy and uh, whether you want the GPS system. And then you print the thing out and bring it into a dealer and say, how much for one of these? So the conversion on the website is actually somebody completing that conversion and printing it out. Um, then they want to track offline how many people that brought those printouts in actually bought. All of those things are part of your cycle. And so you have to understand how you're designing that experience to know which things to count. Um, one of the new things, like you mentioned in the in this new edition, is social media. And, I mean, you kind of sum it up is by saying that the new web has a lot of more and some different opportunities for connecting with customers than even just a few years ago. Um, can you explain that? 
Well, I think that um, the the big difference between the web of a few years ago, you know, what they quaintly called Web 1.0 as opposed to Web 2.0, is that Web 1.0 um, was more like a traditional media where whoever had the money was able to control the message. So just as an advertiser can put a commercial on television, and if uh, you buy that product and you hate it, you can't put a commercial on next week that says it's terrible. Um, same thing used to be true of the web, is big companies and even small companies could pay and have websites, but consumers couldn't really do much about that. They didn't have any way to talk. And with Web 2.0, you have things like blogs, where anybody can put a blog out for free. You can participate in message boards. You could put a rating or a review on a product on a site somewhere. Um, you can use Twitter to do micro-blogging, where you're sending these public instant messages out to people. And it doesn't cost any money. So ordinary people don't need to own a printing press or be able to pay for a commercial on a TV station. They can get their their message out there the same way as big companies can. And so it's really important that big companies understand not just how to use this kind of uh, technology so that they get customers to pass their good messages along, but they also have to monitor their reputation so that um, they know what kind of conversation is going on about them. That's one of the things that attracted me to come to work for my new company, Conversion, is that it helps people to see what the conversation is that's going on out there. And that's useful both from a brand awareness and public relations point of view, but it also can help you understand what kind of messages you may want to be emphasizing in your search marketing. What are the kinds of things that people think about you? What are they likely to believe in a positive way about you? What, you know, and one way to think about it is what do you have permission to say in the marketplace? What do people think you're, you're good for? And then that's a way for you to orient your search marketing so that you're picking those keywords that cause the people that are interested in you to find you. There's a lot to think about and a lot that you cover in this book, but if you're getting ready to launch a search marketing program, you really should be picking up Bill um, Hunt and Mike Moran's step-by-step -step book to help you develop and execute your program. It's called Search Marketing or Search Engine Marketing, Inc., and it's available at Amazon.com. Is that right? That's right. Um, you right. can also come to my website at MikeMoran.com, and you can learn more about it and click through from there. Absolutely. Thanks again for coming on the show, Mike. Thank you, Virginia. Really appreciate the time. Stick around in the next segment. Susan, Michael, and I will take another look at search marketing business strategy here on SEM Synergy. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more? Huh? I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote. 
AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the Code of Ethics. been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Host Linda Woods leads this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through her own experiences with the whales of the industry, from CEOs to super affiliates to high-impact players. Affiliate Marketing Insider, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. Virginia here with Susan and Michael. And before the break, I was speaking with authors Mike Moran, and we got a chance to discuss the newly published second edition of Search Engine Marketing, Inc., which focuses on developing and executing a search engine marketing plan for your business. Following up on that, we'd like to talk about the business strategy of search marketing. There's some things to keep in mind when you're like, you know, maybe starting up a search engine marketing program or maybe just re-evaluating it and um well going back to our strategy versus tactics discussion um what was it last month i can't keep track anymore something like that um you know we we talked a lot about defining your objectives and that's obviously step one creating your strategy you have to know you know where you're going to be going um this case not just in your sem strategy but in your business goals altogether right i think like in a war strategy is pretty obvious you want to win the war and you want to win the battles and it's pretty similar when we're talking about an SEO campaign it, well depending on the, the aspect so if we're talking about search engine marketing right so there can be as there can be search engine optimization and then there can be branding where for in fact last week we were talking about widgets so you know you might be creating widgets and then trying to get them to propagate across the internet and then there's pay-per-click campaigns um the strategy then it depends on the goals for each one of those. And the goal in a pay-per-click campaign is going to be to drive traffic to your site or drive lead, create leads by driving traffic to the correct landing pages. And the strategy to get there is going to depend on which of those aspects of search engine marketing we're trying to attack. So in uh, organic, the goal is going to be usually just to increase traffic, right? Right. I think from a holistic standpoint, though, you kind of even have to take a step back. You know, when, like you say, in a war, the goal is to win. But I, I don't know. How often do you have clients come in and they sit down and they're like, I need to beat this guy. This guy is my biggest competitor. Yada, yada, yada. And then you sit down and you look and you go find this competitor and they're nowhere. Right? The, he perceives him as a big threat, but he's not really. And so you have to go out and find who the true competitors are 
you know, figure out what the real metrics are that you should be tracking and then, you know, go after those things, not just I want to throw all of my money, all of my time and all of my energy at, you know, this one goal that I have to conquer. And then you find out that it's not really worth, you know, having done all the work right. in the first place. I think that's basically my point is your goal depends on the domain that you're strategizing for. And a lot of times a client will come in and say, oh, well, this is my competitor and I want to beat them. Well, that's not the right way to look at it because it doesn't really matter. Uh, for instance, if you're trying to rank for, if you're trying to bring in leads or traffic for a term widget, right? Um, it's interesting what your competitors are doing if for that keyword they're ranked better than you. But there are probably 10 other people who are ranked better than you. And just all of them um, have things to teach you about what you need to do to improve um, in your search engine in, in the rankings. Okay, but specifically when you're like trying to come up with a strategy, there's some like basic questions you have to ask yourself. You know, are am I talking about mostly paid search here? Or am I talking about paid and organic? You know, is my paid search going to be like a long-term thing? Or is this mostly just to try to get me like, you know, some visibility for keywords? And, and Yeah, that's, I think, a really good point. You have to look at the marketing mix. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in some cases, when you're talking, for example, retail. You have a retail site, you sell Christmas stuff. In January through August you're talking about organic results, right? You're working on the organic results. But as soon as September hits, now you're talking PPC because you're not going to get better ranked in the next four months for Christmas because now is the Christmas season, right? Right. In the retail world, the Christmas season is right now. So you have to be in the PPC place because this is when people are thinking about where am I going to buy and where do people buy? They buy in PPC. Right, right. That's an excellent point. And, and similarly, if you don't have the content or the, your site can't support um, things that you need to do, for instance, to rank in the SEO space, then you have to have a PPC campaign to bootstrap um, what you're trying to do in that space. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, not even to mention just the reinforcement of branding. Even if you are ranking number one for, you know, your pet term and, you you know, it come like you said, come Christmas time when you need to be there in visibility and force all the time, you're going to spend the money on PPC because the branding reinforcement in and of itself, they've done studies, you know, it's worth it. It's worth spending the extra money. Yeah, you're going to get more PPC clicks and you're going to spend a little more money, but that's one competitor that's not getting those clicks. Definitely. And a, a really important aspect to strategizing and then setting the goals for the entire campaign across the different domains is how are you going to track whether you're being successful. I mean, what gets measured gets done. So you've got to have specific quantifiable goals. Otherwise, you won't know, know what you're going to be doing. And if we're talking about aggregate, so PPC, SEO, branding campaigns, what do all of those things feed into? Is it going to just be um, traffic across the entire site? And maybe you're just making page, maybe you're making money off of page views. Yeah. How you can sell your ad space or are there specific terms that you care about that particularly drive leads and drive sales yeah I, that's that i think is extremely important if you're not tracking it you know like you said what gets measured is that's that's it so if you're not tracking if you're not doing your analytics if you're not pulling in that data and looking at it and really finding out what it's telling you you know you you're just throwing money away and this is a problem with a lot of clients in that they're we have real good tracking from many of them with their PPC campaigns 
but then they won't have that same information for their SEO. And so we're not able to compare apples to apples. The best way to do that is to get down to conversion tracking, but it's a rare client who has good conversion tracking done to on an SEO level. Yeah, it's a rare client who even knows what a conversion is for them. You know, some clients, it's making a sale, but, you know, they do all their sales through phone sales. How do you track that? From your website to a phone, you know, how do you know how many people went to the website, looked at that phone number, and called you? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to set up some kind of tracking for that. So... It's obviously a lot to cover for this. We are out of time for this show, however. Check out the Bruce Clay blog for all the extras that we couldn't cover in the show and come back next week when we're looking forward to PubCon. As always, thanks to Webmaster Radio and to our guest, Mike Moran. If you're listening and you have a question or want to hear about a topic, you can let us know at semsynergy at bruceclay.com. This is Susan, and on behalf of Virginia and Michael and myself, thanks for tuning in to SEM Synergy. Have a happy Halloween, everyone. 